Amen. Lord, we just thank you for turning everything for good according to your purpose, not according to our own, but according to your purpose, Father. We declare afresh your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give him a shout, saints of God. Woo! Praise God. Oh. If you didn't get a chance to hug someone, go ahead and hug them now. Jesus' name. I want to bless the kids to go to their kids' churches. Spirit of the living God is upon you. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Spirit, prosper our children. Spirit, soul, and body, they would prosper. In Jesus' name. Uh, before I get started, I want to invite anybody, if you went to the VOP conference with me this, this week, just stand up so people can see who you are. And, and now that you're identified, I want you to come forward and share a, a, a quick few words and testify. <laughs> come on up. <laughs> I see you, Pete, back there. <laughs> he doesn't hear me. Uh, yeah, we, so we went to a Voice of the Prophets conference in uh, Virginia, and uh, it's put on by Global Awakening, and it was a wonderful time of impartation, activation, and the testimonies that you're about to hear, I don't know all of the details, but they're going to be good, and they're for impartation for you too, and so just receive as they, as they speak. Yeah, go for it. Uh, there's a lot of excellent things, and I, I'd say that God kind of, for me, God kind of plowed me up in a fresh way, just plowed into me and plowed up and turned stuff over. There's more tears, there's more laughter, there's more everything, more, more joy. Um, it, was, it was really, really amazing, really great. And two things specifically I keep feeling like I'm supposed to share. One is, as I was in this room, probably 13, 14, 1,500 people in this room. I was aware of both the amount of testimony that was going on. God was creating more and more testimony. But in the midst of, there was still plenty of hurting. Plenty of hurting. And, and there's people that love God, there was hurting. And God was showing up in a fresh way to heal, which I believe is true today. There's plenty of testimony in this room. And there's plenty of hurting also in this room. And God is here to help you and to deliver you because that's where he really wants us free of all that stuff all that pain he wants you to get it out and turn it into part of his glory so the second thing was was that uh and i won't i'm not even going to do it as a story i'm just going to say that what he what he was showing me through one of the speakers which really was just hit me hard was that in my darkest darkest seasons and moments that I, I came to believe that God was near, but he, the way he expressed it was that, that when you've sat in darkness for a, an extended period of time and you feel like you can't see a thing and you don't know where God is, when the lights begin to come back up, he's right there looking at you and he's always near. He never, never leaves. So you've been through stuff, I've been through stuff, but you know what? He is near and he's creating more of himself in you and more of himself in me he's making you into his image and boy do i want to look more like him and a little i want to look like a me in him not like a me in the flesh so 
I just want to thank God for all of you. This is such an honor to be here in this church and to see what God's, the way God's moving. I just love it. Thank you so much for loving and caring about us. Um, I just, just a couple things, I guess. Um, well, the conference was amazing, and I, you know, it's all jumbled together right now. I've got notes and stuff I haven't even gone through yet, so. Um, Catherine, what was her last name? Catherine. She did the last service, and she did a um, miracle healing service, and she was just, she was amazing. Um, one thing during, during, I think it was just before worship or whatever, I just said to the Lord, Lord, is there anything that comes between, is there anything that comes between you and I? And he said, I wasn't expecting what he said, but... He said, um, I made you a people person. You are definitely a people person. But he said, you need to focus on me and you spend time with me, but I want to go deeper in you. And then he said, and the only thing that you have really to give anyone else is what I've deposited in you. And I'm like, whoa. Okay, yes, go for it, Lord. Um, anyway, and then there was something else. What was it? So it just it's all about intimacy. You all know that. But, you know, that's one of the hardest things for me. You know, because my friends are all right here, and God's a spirit. And, for you know, to go away and shut the door and just be with him, we do have time for it. We say we don't, but we do. We make time for everything else, so we do have time for it. So that's a little freebie right there. <laughs> anyway, um, so I just wanted, Catherine, she, she, went, she was amazing to me. And she, when she would, um, she would, the, the spirit was on her, and it's when she would, when she, she, that's, what, that's all she did. And she did it over them. <laughs> Bless you, bless you, oh, bless you, and you're going to be mighty. God. You're already mighty. Whatever she would say, you know, you're healed in Jesus' name. And they would fall over. And, <laughs> and uh, they did. They would fall over, so fall over. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> so anyway, but this is what she, she didn't share a lot in the beginning, but she sang a song. And so um, it's a children's song. It was beautiful. My God is so big, my, so strong and so mighty, there's nothing my God cannot do. My God is so big, so strong and so mighty, there's nothing my God cannot do. Sing it with me. Well, it was, it was pretty cool. Worship was cool. Like, every service, there were six or seven people out there waving flags and stuff. And it was just so joyful. And, yeah, and I liked uh, Brian Starley. 
he uh, liked to share stories and stuff. And that was pretty cool, some of his stories. Pretty crazy. Are you joining me? I'll speak for you. Want to join me? Okay. Not that I haven't spoke for you before. Great <laughs> interview. Well, I, I, I just want to ditto what Nancy said. And um, my husband and I really felt like we were supposed to be at this. And this is what we consider our very busy work season. So for us to carve out for travel time and coming back a week, to me it was like, that's like six days lost of Comet and rubber gloves getting ready for our business. But the Lord just kept saying, I want you there. So we went forth and we had such peace. And it's like we got in the car and we never looked back. And so I was very thankful for that. We got into the sanctuary and it was just us and him. And he brought us to a place where we could just sit and listen. So I just, you know, want to thank him for that. But um, in that, in listening to the prophets, bring forth the word for this season, for this day that we're in, was so encouraging. So even though they're part of a group, they're individual, and yet they had that same word for, for the church today, whether it's here in Jefferson County or whether it's going across the world, and that is to go into the world. And, oh my gosh, I'm so overwhelmed here. I'm just, he's so amazing, and bring his gospel, his gospel of peace, his gospel of comfort to people. And um, I had a scripture that the Lord gave me today, and it just really hit it on the nose. And I was like, you know, not just us, not just us, but for all. And I think that this is very important. It's, it's from Second Chronicles, and it just touched my heart. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. And I just love that. And that's the place that the Lord allowed us to come into and to listen to him over the days and listening to the prophets and their words were so incredible. And there was a couple uh, that really stuck with my husband and myself and I will just tell of the one. And it was with Patricia King? Yep. King. And it was the mama bear, that the Lord was going to be releasing an anointing for the mama bear. I couldn't help but think about Brother John Wicks, who prophesied in this church over the women, that the calling of the women, the spirit of God, that was going to rise up within them. And just to continue it with Patricia King, the mama bear protects she protects the children, and it doesn't have to just be babies, but there's so many adult people in our world who have been so hurt, who have been so abused, that's right, who have yet to come to know him. And, and the, the right, amen, amen. And the thing is, is that they're going to be coming into the church. They're going to be coming through our paths in our daily life, no matter where we're at. And that spirit that is within women, particularly, to rise up in the name of Jesus, that you would hear him clearly, know what he has to say to those who are hurting 
who are hurting need comforted, who have not been reared up by a mom, who have not known what the father is in this earthly realm, let alone the heart of the father. That to me was so powerful because we need to walk in that no matter where we go. Amen. Amen. Just real quickly, I just, um, like, like everyone's testifying here, just, uh, just to, to soak for four or five days was just, just an incredible, encouraging thing. Um, and uh, again, we've spoken to, can it happen here? It absolutely can. But when you lose all those distractions, when you lose everything and just forget about the phone, forget about all the business things and just seek the presence of God, it was incredible. It was so encouraging. And again, like my wife said, it's such a timely thing. And, and God's such a timely God. Uh, he met us and, and blessed us, and, and we were just so thankful to be there. And uh, one thing God was just speaking to me about in, in the workplace, in, in the realm of there, God just ministered to me, has been for years, and just kind of defined it a little bit better for me this week, and I'm so grateful for that, that, uh, that uh, I am so anxious for so much. <laughs> and God said, I'm going to do a new thing in you. I'm going I'm to teach you how to be still on those times. I'm going to exchange your anxious heart, and I fail all the time with it, and, and I want to make it still so you can hear my voice and walk this walk out in a different way. Not that I was doing it all wrong before, but God's doing a new thing today. He's doing a new thing in us. He's doing this revival, this renewal, whatever you want to call it. It's not going to look like anything you have seen before. This is going to be a new thing. And it's going to be by the Spirit of God alone. Nothing that we can do. It's all Him. It's all the sheer presence of God in our lives. And simply, like we all know, the love of God just poured out and flood our area. Just the way we've been praying. It's going to happen. Amen. Excellent. Excellent. Um, I do want to echo uh, what Brenda said. The, the eyes of the Lord do run to and fro throughout the whole earth, seeking to show himself strong. Seeking to show himself strong on the behalf of those who walk uprightly before him. God is seeking to show himself strong on our behalf. No mountain too big our God cannot over, overtake. So it's called the voice of the prophets. It was great. It was youth camp for adults. <laughs> it's like, I mean, uh, I'm not a young girl. And I was yeah. We were a bunch of gray hairs down in the mosh pit jumping. Yeah, go God, I want it, I want more. And I mean, it didn't stop. And alongside those gray hairs were the teens and the 20-somethings, and they were all just praising God. It was awesome. And you're all invited next year. Um, my takeaway... Uh, we all have gifts and callings that are irrevocable, the scripture says. Some of us question, what? Am I really? Am I really called to that? 
And your past, Pastor Paul was so kind as to take me around and introduce me to different people he knew there that had been on the Brazil trips. Different people, uh, Dean Morrow had said, oh, you need to meet this person, you need to meet that person. And without fail, every person Paul introduced me to, I started prophesying over. I know I walk in that anointing. When you are in that environment, oh, church, it's like nothing else. It's like we got it here, too. We've got it here, too. The prophetic is moving here. Evangelism is moving here. Pastoral anointing is moving here. Teaching is moving. The five-fold ministry gifts are here. They are here. Some of us need to step into that which the Father's called us to. And his gifts are irrevocable. He will not take them back. He will not take them back. It is our responsibility to align us with what he's called us to. And if you have a query as to what? I don't know about this. What is that? There's a pastoral staff. There are group leaders here. There are, that anybody can help you understand and pray with you and work with you and walk with you into what Father has. I am so thankful um, for what he's done, what he's doing, and what he's releasing Amen. here and in the earth. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, church, for sending us. I had an encounter with the Lord that I haven't had before while I was there. Um, I, when Nancy was just, we were kind of going through what Catherine did. She actually prayed for me Friday night, and I just, I, I couldn't stand up. I, I just was like, whoa, felt the weight of the Lord on me. That's how I describe it anyways. And as he was saying, stay down, I'm not done with you yet. <laughs> and so I just stood there. And uh, I just felt this tingling on my face that I've never felt before. It was a, a tingle, tingle, tingle. Like, what is that? I don't have any nerve issues. What's going on? And um, what Pastor Paul was sharing about earlier with the, uh, the uh, Bob Hazlitt's message about just the darkness, seeing God face to face. And I didn't, I didn't feel like I was in darkness, but it was just God showing me he is face to face with me and he is making my face shine as his face shines. So good. And I, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So I just prophesy that over everyone here in the name of Jesus. If you don't understand what prophecy is, it is okay. The grace of the Holy Spirit covers it. We just love each other. That's the, that's the environment that the prophetic words come in, in the love for one another. As we love one another, as we pursue God with all our heart, soul, and mind, the prophetic unction, the prophetic anointing, authority, and power, the love in it, it just increases and increases. So bless you with all that was said today. In the name of Jesus, let it rest in our hearts, Father, by your grace, Holy Spirit. Well, we normally end at 11, and I am not going to be upset if anybody wants to leave at 11, but 
I want to go over some of the uh, things we're thinking about with our growth, uh, as we said we would uh, this today. Um, but any plans that we make are secondary to what the Lord is doing, and you're seeing that on exhibit in our midst today. Um, yes, bless you. Amen. Bless you, Mom. Jesus' name. i show you a picture here. This is a 1906 photograph of a church on Azusa Street in Los Angeles. And I came across this article, and I just want to read to you part of it. The article says this, a newspaper referred to this downtown Los Angeles building as a tumble-down shack. The building had served as a wholesale house, a warehouse, a lumberyard, stockyard, a tombstone shop, and most recently a stable. It was small, rectangular, flat-roofed building, approximately 60 by 40 feet, uh, sided with weathered, whitewashed clapboards, as you can see in the picture. The only sign that it had once been a house of God was a single Gothic-style window over the main entrance. Dan, can you look in my bag? Or I should have my glasses case somewhere over there. I'm uh, 46 years old, and I'm learning that I don't need to be ashamed to wear cheaters <laughs> when it comes to <laughs> reading. I don't know if it's in the back. Yeah, thank you, buddy. I was down there in the mash pit with the gray hairs because I have a few too. Thanks, buddy. Discarded lumber and plaster littered the large barn-like room on the ground floor. Nonetheless, it was secured and cleaned in preparation for services. They held their first service on April 14, 1906. Church services were held on the first floor with the benches, where the benches were placed in rectangular, rectangular pattern. Some of the benches were simply planks put on top of empty nail kegs. There was no elevated platform like this one that I'm sitting on, standing on right now. The ceiling was only eight feet tall. Initially, there was no pulpit. Reverend Seymour, William J. Seymour, God bless him for the work he did, generally sat behind two empty shoe boxes, one on top of the other. He usually kept his head inside the top one during the meeting in prayer. There was no pride there in that old building with its low rafters and bare floors. I just want to declare in the name of Jesus. This is God's house. This is God's house. Can I get some agreement with that? He is the head of all things to the church. Father God put Jesus as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him as the head that fills all in all. It doesn't matter what building we're in. It can be a dilapidated 2,400-square-foot building that we see in that picture where thousands, tens of thousands of people were touched by the Spirit of the Lord, literally walking by the street because they couldn't fit in to the 200-seat uh, 
sanctuary. They couldn't fit in there, so they're walking by the street. They're crowding in, standing room only. They're getting saved, healed, delivered. Blind eyes are healed in the name of Jesus. People are liberated in gifts. People are saved. It doesn't matter what the building and the physical structure is. Amen? What matters is what he calls the body. It's you and me living together in him. The fullness of what he intends to express in this land. Amen. Well, that's the sermon. (laughs) Feel free to go if you have to. Really, if you don't get anything else, just get that. (laughs) Just get that. I'm an under-shepherd of the Lord. We've got several under-shepherds here. We walk under the authority of our head, Jesus Christ. He says to Simon, I'm going to call you Peter, the small rock, but on this rock, Jesus referring to himself, the big rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. We can come up with any strategy we want. We can come up with any plan we want, programs. Oh, they're great, right? <laughs> they're nothing. All of it's for nothing if, unless he's building the church. He's the one that builds the church. And yes, he does give us great ideas. He really does. We're already getting a lot of them from you. This is, this is a body. Every member does its share. What, Peter, what, what Paul said to the Ephesians, every member does its share. Every member has something contri- to contribute. Jesus made us, God the Father, Jesus the Holy Spirit, present in creation, making us in his own image. That, that declares, and I declare it now, that he has called us, made in his own image, that we are his treasure, we have value, we have significance. Let your voice be heard when God's speaking to you. We are listening, and we are moving forward, Jesus. We're listening to each other, and we're listening to you. I'm going to do my best to get through some things, and we'll see how far I get. I won't get through it all, but I'll get through some. The very first question on the survey was this. Which of the following ideas do you like the most to accommodate our church growth? And it was nearly a tie between phase two, building an addition, and going to Sunday mornings, uh, a couple, of, a couple of services on Sunday mornings. And uh, I want to just say that phase two, in case you haven't heard, is something that's been in the works for a long time. When we built this building, we had a plan, prophetically driven, that we would grow, and we are growing. <laughs> oh, man, praise God. And so are a lot of houses in this region. It's, it's really good. God is moving out out in this land. But phase two would be a, a, what we planned on. And again, everything is subject to the head. <laughs> we walk with an open hand. As he guides and he, 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 he leads the walking out, we're going to go with him. Out of the north end of our foyer, uh, as you come in the main entrance, out the north end of the foyer, there's, that's where phase two was supposed to go. And if I get to it, I'll show you some pictures of what it could look like uh, whenever God leads us to do that. And he may be leading us now. Um, but for all of these things to work, all that we're doing, God is raising up people to step into leadership roles. 
There are plenty of people who come into this house, which is a hospital in the spirit realm. They have a quick turnaround. They're healed, and they go off to other houses and impart what they've received here. We're seeing that happen. It's, it's a beautiful thing. It's so good. But there's plenty of people in-house that are being raised up. Some have been here for many years. Some have been here for a short time. Doesn't matter in the kingdom currency, in the value system of heaven. He's raising people up, and when he's appointed them, when there's, there's a, a witness in the spirit, a witness among brothers and sisters, that there is a maturity, and they're ready to step into their gifting and their calling and their ministry, we're doing that. We're blessing that. That's our heart. Just bless that and go with it. But we need volunteers and staff for where God is taking us. And that was the number one comment on the survey. We didn't show the comments because sometimes they divulge too much information about people and sometimes they're kind of personal. But I'll tell you, those of us that saw the comments, it was the number one comment. Please don't burn out staff. Please don't burn out volunteers. And it's a beautiful thing when that happens because it's the body of Christ looking out for each other. Amen? It's loving one another. But just as Jesus said, loving one another as ourselves. So some people were speaking on their own behalf. And I want to tell you as lead pastor, I hear that. I hear that. I, on behalf of the eldership, certainly on behalf of me, I don't want to burn anybody out. <laughs> I, I can tell you that I'm going at a pace that I didn't think was possible. But there's such grace for it. <laughs> it's such grace for it. That's where, we, that's where we find the rest, the easy yoke in his rest. Doing what he wants us to do, how he wants us to do it, where he wants us to do it, and the purpose, why he wants us to do it. But I love you <laughs> as I love myself, and I don't want anybody burnt out, really. So I want you to hear that. That's on our hearts as a leadership. I got this verse um, from Acts chapter 9 that I thought, really spoke to this concern about volunteers and staff. Living in the fear of the Lord and encouraged by the Holy Spirit, the church increased in numbers. We don't live in the fear of man. We don't live in the fear of time. We don't live in the fear of the past or the future or the present. We live in reverence, holy fear before the Lord. He comes first. And as we grow... And as we function in the life of Jesus as this body, we're encouraged by the Holy Spirit and our numbers increase. And I felt this prophetically, Acts 9.31, for this house, he's bringing more volunteers, he's bringing more staff. Hmm. This is not a business, this is not an organization in and of itself. It's certainly not a business, it's got some organizational capacity. This is an organism, it's the living body of Jesus Christ Oh. Thank you, Jesus. But there's different gifts of administration, as he says in the scripture. And in order for us to steward the growth, people need to be raised up. Jesus did it. He did everything he saw the Father doing. And he set aside 12. He took aside. He took with him 12. He appointed them, sent them out strategically. He needed many other things strategically. We're not driven by strategy, but we are driven by what he provides for us and what he is leading us to do. And
I'm going to pray over us real quick, and I've got more to share, but I just, I just feel like he wants me to pray. In the name of Jesus, the callings and the giftings that you have in our midst, we thank you that you see them perfectly. They are irrevocable. You are calling. You are drawing us close to you. Even now as I pray, as the words come out of my mouth, we ask, Lord, and we bless you're calling upon each of us to come forth in Jesus' name. Let your body be as beautiful as it's supposed to be, pure and spotless. And then you will return for a pure and spotless bride. In Jesus' name. That's a prayer for in this house, but also out of the house. In Jesus' name. How would you describe your current volunteer time commitment to ACF ministry events and operations? Um, just several people indicated in the comments that they'd like to know how to volunteer. Um, Tracy, would you mind standing up? This is, this is our sister Tracy, and I just want to honor the gifting that she has in her, and also I just want to honor um, what you're doing for us, Tracy. One of, the, one, of the, one of the things that she's doing for us is she will take any, anything that we want to do as far as fill out our volunteer forms. Please, if you have any interest in volunteering, we have a form in the back. You put it in the box, and Tracy has volunteered <laughs> to connect you with the ministry lead of whatever ministry you're volunteering for. So bless you, Tracy. Thank you. Yeah. She's one of our administrator uh, gifts in this house, and there's more where that's come from, Tracy. I know there's more for you. God is using you, dear. Uh, some people wanted to know more about kids. Just uh, put it, volunteering for our kids, put it in, in that form in the back, and just uh, we'll connect you with the ministry leads for that. Um, please rate. Your level of agreement was one of the questions. ACF should begin a building project for a bigger worship space. About 60% said agree or strongly agree, and about 40% did, didn't were neutral or disagreed. I want to tell you that I've talked with uh, many people face-to-face, -face, and some have told me strongly, <laughs> we do not need to build right now. This is wrong. <laughs> we're not going to build. And then probably five minutes later in some of those conversations, I went to the next conversation there and said, we should have built yesterday. <laughs> what are we waiting for? <clears throat> We're waiting for the head, Jesus Christ, as he builds his church. Amen. Whatever he wants to do. Ah, amen. There's diversity. I, want, I just want to um, affirm that this is a safe place for you to be you. Jesus says, come as you are. And I'm not just saying an opinion on what we should do with the growth. Let's talk about something more important. He told sinners to come as you are and repent. He gave them the opportunity. Some took him up on it, some didn't. This is a house that he's the head in, and he's saying, come as you are. <laughs> One of the words we received I just took it to heart as a lead pastor here. One of the speakers said, you know, the trans community, the homosexual community, they're coming into churches and there's going to be a mighty revival through them. 
she shared testimony about how she had personally witnessed people that had had their corrective surgeries, if, or I don't know if you can call it correct, their surgeries to change who they are in the physical, and how they came as they were, repented before Jesus, and their hearts were made brand new, and revival started with them because of the religious constructs that were in everybody else's minds. The newness that Pete just prophesied over this house we need to have in our hearts, where he literally is taking every single person he's created and loving on them, just lavishing his love upon them. It's not absent of truth. There does need to be a change. But we need to work with the Lord, the Holy Spirit, and let it happen. I want to just say, that's, that's welcome here. That's welcome here. All of our addicts, all of our people that have been inf- inf- unfaithful in their marriages. They're, God wants to give new identities, call you faithful, call you pure, call you made brand new. In Jesus' name. I, I will say this about the testimony we heard about the trans community. It was sometimes two years before they got out of their opposite sex dress. Their hearts were made brand new and the rest of them was just trying to catch up. But their hearts were brand new and they're talking, they're proclaiming like I would want to proclaim the truth of God. God, oh, where you walk in the freshness of the open heaven and the gratitude of being saved. Overwhelming gratitude. Can I get some agreement with that? Becky, Becky was correcting me on the trip, or actually yesterday, yesterday. She's like, we need to walk as if we just got saved. (laughs) Praise God to that. I have to share with you this prophetic word we received. Um, On March 21st, we had a joint meeting, and at that joint meeting, um, elders and trustees, I think there were 10 or 11 of us in the meeting, and I was just surprised that every single person in the room felt like the Lord was saying, by the end of the meeting, we should build. We should build. We should do an addition or some form of expansion of our worship area. I was like, really? (laughs) Really? So we started talking about some planning and, and some strategies, just, just brainstorming. And um, I, I guess I just want to say this. I want to underscore this. <clears throat> I, said, I think I said it at that meeting and the next meeting, but this is a project. This, this building is a project. Whatever, whatever we would do for a building is a project. It is so secondary to loving one another. Anytime I fall into this project setting me at odds with a brother or a sister, it's a huge red flag. Put that down. That's just earthly concerns. He's going to move just like he did on Azusa Street, no matter what, if our hearts are postured to love him and love each other. That's what the world needs, and that's what God blesses. It's the testimony of Jesus. But we received this prophetic word. I, I personally received this prophetic word from my roommate, Joel, in Brazil, who wor- moves in the prophetic. 
like I said, we had just come out of that meeting, and during that meeting, I received this call. I didn't know it, and so I had this prophetic message on my phone, and I just, I just want you to listen to it here um, because I feel like it's good to communicate everything that we're considering. Here it is. I just see this great breakthrough coming. Like, I see this picture of this brick wall, and I just see this lightning of the Spirit that's resting upon you breaking through. And, and I hear the word family. And I hear the Lord saying he's establishing himself in your family in deeper and new ways. And the blood of Jesus is covering all of you. And uh, I even see this picture of like this steeple, like a building. And uh, it has a cross and I believe it represents a new building. And uh, or building onto the building is what I'm hearing. And uh, I see growth on the other side of breakthrough. But I also see peace no. coming into the environment. Praise God. And just taking over in every facet and in every way. And um, I hear the word children. And so I just release a blessing to your children and a blessing to the children that are in the church. Um, and I hear the phrase strategic planning, that there's strategic planning that's happening, not just with you and your church leaders, but also with the community and the community governments. And uh, moving forward hey, to the destiny that God has given you. Amen. Praise God. <laughs> Receive that word, Father. Real quick, um, this is the backside of our church uh, a few months ago when the stucco came on, and that had came off the outside surface of our church, came off the back end of the foyer. And that never happened but one time in the 25-year history of the of the group that put this on put our stucco on it's never happened before and you can see the brick look of it and i just think that might be what joel was prophesying there um the breakthrough literally in the spirit the barriers that hold us back exploding through those barriers but also that literal thing and um again i'm <laughs> i just I'm, I'm going on the record as saying i I do not care if we build or not, as long as we have Jesus in our midst. Woo! Oh. I have some personal opinions that maybe I'll share at some point, but so do, does the leadership team and so do you. Let's just work on loving each other through this process. He's doing some great things and he's going to bring it together. A couple more quick pictures. This is an over... Um, an, I, overshot view of of the church and if you can see the laser pointer if you can that's the uh north uh east west side of our property and this would be the southeast side of our property and there's our church in the middle and that's kind of the layout of of where we sit in our church in our parking lot and that purple line right there is where you know, as, as Joel was pointing out and as we've already begun, just brainstorming. That would be probably the place where we want to put uh, some parking. Is that right, Tom? Trustees? Somewhere, in, we're, we're thinking about it. 
Um, and but let me give you a magnified look of uh, on things here. That orange box is what a structure might look like. Um, right now we're we're looking at 122 by 122 uh, feet um, building. Hey, God shows up with or without the building, but that's just showing you what what's going on. Um, are you guys still with me? Can I share a little bit more? Is it okay? I really, this is on recording, so if you need to go, bless you. It's fine. I've had, <laughs> I've had my chances to go too. I needed to do it. If it's just for lunch, let this be your lunch in Jesus' name. <laughs> yeah, we got to do communion. Thank you, brother. Amen. We will. Second most popular comment we received on the survey was let's stay together. And, and it wasn't, it, it, it definitely included us being united. Um, but it, it, people were referring to how we physically and corporately gather. I can tell you that I can back everything I'm up with scripture, but I'm just not taking the time right now. <laughs> so just if you want to ask for scripture, that's fine. But I'm just going to let you know God works in three ways in, in, our, in our midst. He works with the one-on-one conversations, those intimate conversations with each of us. He's Emmanuel, God, with you, 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 and me. And he wants to be one with us. He works in our small group settings. We see that precedent in the disciples. Twelve were gathered together, and he's moving and he's imparting in them. He also works in the corporate gatherings where we get together and celebrate his name, and there's a place of commanded blessing when we dwell together in unity. Amen? (laughs) There's something important about our corporate gatherings and that's what we're feeling in the comments when they say let's stay together can we have it so that we are, can have those times where we're all together we're getting to a place already uh, we probably have a few hundred people coming right now maybe a little bit more if everybody were to come at once um, we're getting to a place where we need a larger space if we're going to do that you know comfortably and if God wants it he's going to make the way the way for that to happen but the fullness of him is expressed when we are gathered together, when we are in him. He causes growth for the body, for the edifying of itself in love. Amen. Uh, this is a picture of what could be in that box, uh, that phase two building. Um, if you look up there, each of those little grids, I don't know if you can see my laser point, each of those little teeny grids over here too, represents a seat and there's 992 of them um yeah it would be close to a thousand which uh, was prophesied over this house at least three times in the 90s that we would be a a church of a thousand people we've had we've had over that come through our doors i mean we could say the prophecy is already fulfilled but i amen amen i believe i believe that what god is doing is building an established an established congregation of many more people. And I, I think it's going to be in the thousand range. Just that's what he's prophetically revealed to me. Not trying to make that happen, but that's what's going to happen. Life groups become vital for us, even more than they are now. They are right now, and some of us don't know it. If you're not in a life group, you should be in it. Life groups become even more vital for us as we expand. Um, but there you see a picture of, of what it could look like I'm told by our trustees, the guys that really know about this stuff, that boxes are the most efficient use of space. 
versus octagons and different things. And so this is what we're planning on is a simple structure. There seems to be some momentum. I'm not saying we're going to do this, but there seems to be momentum in just putting up a steel structure, just a simple steel structure. Um, I will say this, that the Azusa Street Revival had 50 people as its core group that kept things going, and it touched thousands and thousands and thousands. It's not that God (laughs) can't do it with a small group of people, but he's just saying, I am awakening this land. I am coming in full. I am shining my light in all of the dark areas. I'm bringing hope, rescue, deliverance in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, Becky uh, reminded me one of the big responses was classroom space. That's not lost on the leadership team. It's something that we kind of missed out in the practicalities of the design of this current building. Uh, We didn't put enough classrooms and extra rooms in it, so it's something that we're also considering. I want to remind us that we, you, me, are God's field. We are God's building. It's not a structure. I'm just going to show you one more thing and then I'm going to close out. Most of the the biggest group of people that answered this survey, I want to thank everybody for answering it, but the biggest group of people that answered this survey were the over 60s. And I just felt like the Lord was saying, honor you today. If you're over 60, would you, you didn't have to fill out this survey, but you still represent you still represent what God wants to do right now. If you're over 60, would you just stand to your feet? This is an honor. This is nothing to be ashamed about. <sighs> Praise God. Honor your father and mother. If you can, stay standing. I'm just declaring, stay in a position of receiving and learning and receiving the God. Honor, we honor our fathers and mothers in this house that the days may be long upon this land which the Lord our God is giving us. This is a promised land. I declare over you a gratitude and a thankfulness. I just bless the heart of God in you. He would say, those who have sown in tears shall reap in joy. He who continually goes forth weeping shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him and her sheaves with her in the name of Jesus. There is such a sowing and an intercessory tears that have been poured in to the the oncoming and the future generations, which I am a part of and subsequent generations. There's such a sowing that you have done, and God is blessing it. And he wants to know that your latter days, he wants you to know your latter days will be better than the former. You are those that will see visions and dream dreams. The life The life is just beginning in many ways for you. I bless the unction of the Holy Spirit, the fire of the living God to be in your soul, the rivers of living water to gush out of your bellies, flowing in you and through you, bringing life to every way and every uh, issue that you direct your prayers to. In the name of Jesus, we honor you. I feel that in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. 
Amen. We just bless you. We bless you. If you all would stand to your feet. If you can. Sore knees be healed. Sore backs from sitting so long be let loose in the name of Jesus. I got to do it. There's a lot more I could share, but I'm just going to share one more thing. This is a promised land. It's a land flowing with milk and honey. That's a Hebrew terminology for a land of blessing. It's a land that's pervasive with cancer, and that cancer and all manner of disease is being transformed. This land is being transformed into a land of physical health and longevity in the name of Jesus. Where divorce runs rampant, this land is being transformed into a wonderful marriages, wonderfully loving, mutually fulfilling between husbands and wives, as God defines in Jesus' name. Suicide and depression are being released. I declare it in the name of Jesus, being released and replaced with peace, hope, and purpose in the name of Jesus. Sexual immorality is being transformed into deep and unwavering understanding of ourselves as valuable and made in God's image and stepping into the light as he is in the light. Addiction is being replaced with a fulfillment in people's souls. Woo! A fulfillment in people's souls of the God-given destiny and calling on you. In Jesus' name. Greed and poverty being released with godly contentment and abundance as he defines the contentment, as he defines the abundance. Individualism, self-preservation, self-promotion being released to truly loving and esteeming one another better than ourselves. That's the kingdom of God. Trauma. God. This land full of trauma and traumatic experiences, not just from wars, not just from the military, but in our own lives, in our own histories. Trauma being replaced with complete freedom and healing to our hearts, made brand new in Jesus' name. Bitterness and unforgiveness to overwhelming gratitude for God's goodness to me. How can I not forgive? We become unoffendable in him. This is the promised land. Curse to an overwhelming and sweeping blessing over this land in the name of Jesus. Can we just thank him for that? Praise God. Praise God. God, we call you good. From you, all blessings flow. There's no shadow of turning in you, Father. Every good gift comes from you. We give you permission to define the good gifts that you give us. And we invite your grace to overwhelm our hearts so that we would see like you see and receive the goodness that you are giving us. We let go of our definition of goodness and we grab hold of your perfect definition of goodness. In Jesus' name, if you want prayer, just come forward. Amen. For those of you that did not hear that, which is online too, um, our sister Kathy saw a vision of a scarlet curtain just coming apart. And then the, in the, beyond the, when that came apart, she saw a tree. 
and it was full of life. And she says it's a vision of the veil, whatever's blocking us, maybe even separating us from Jesus or separating us from what he wants for us, coming apart. Psalm 1 says that we are like trees planted by rivers of water if we're in him. And our leaves will not wither. Our branches will not cease whatever we do in Jesus' name. Jesus, we thank you for your body broken for us, your blood shed for us, and I will be remiss if I don't in the Holy Spirit give a minute here for us to examine our hearts and see if they're right with God. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 11, if we eat, this is why curses happen if we eat and we're not right with God. This is the reason why many have ailments and, and um, many fall asleep or, or, or are dead early because they're not right with God. This is a serious thing when we're communing with him. It's a joyful thing too, but I want to give a minute. If there's anything that God's speaking to our hearts that we need to repent of, now's the time. Jesus, we thank you for your body broken for us. We thank you for your blood spilled for us making a way for sin to be overcome, completely put down under your feet. Right now we repent of lust, of pride, of fear, of unforgiveness, of hatred, whatever you're putting on our hearts. We repent, we turn away from it and the lie that it all represents. We turn to you the way, the truth, and the life. We thank you that you forgive us and you cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so right now we commune with you and with each other as you designed it by partaking of the bread. And of the fruit of the vine. We bless the oneness that you intend for us, Jesus. Come forth. Jesus' name. A wholehearted blessing to you, brothers and sisters, as you go today. If you would like prayer, just come forward. I'm going to release the people that uh, were at the VOP uh, trip to just pray for people and release prophetic words this morning. So just come forward if you'd like prayer. Much love.